0: Hello and welcome everyone to Devour the Podcast. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Oh, don't fall She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Listen, asshole! No, you listen, little bitch! again I'll cut you like a fish you know Halloween I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? hey everybody welcome back to another uh, devour the podcast uh, review catch up uh, uh, kind of hunker down let's chit chat for a bit sort of show um, thanks for joining me uh th- thanks as always for listening. Um, so, Hey, uh, just want to point out a couple of things real quick over on legionpodcasts.com. Uh, if you hop over there, you can see my official top 10 list for 2018. And, um, yeah, there were some great movies and, uh, and man, there's, there's one movie in particular. I will, I won't spoil, uh, the surprise if you don't already know. Um, but there was one movie in particular that I, uh, just absolutely adored. Uh, from last year, uh, we'll continue to watch it for years to come. So, um, but let's get to it. Let's talk about what I've been watching. I like to do uh, kind of a, a theme for these. And, uh, this time around, I don't really have a, a central theme like, you know, horror on airplanes and that sort of thing. Uh, it's more just, Hey, this is new. I, I just started the, the new year, uh, the year of our Lord, 2019, if you can believe that. Uh, I started the the new year by just going through uh, the list of hey, here's what showed up on streaming services and here's what sounded kind of interesting to me. and but those were my rules. I had it had to be something from the uh, 2019. Um, it had to have dropped in in 2019 and uh, I, preferably I hadn't seen it and um, that it it looked mildly interesting. Because it's easy to to pick seven movies that uh, just show up. You know, I I try to be slightly discriminating. And I may have fudged a little bit on the date, in fairness. Like, I may have gone back to December 31st or something uh, for some of these. But all relatively recent additions to the the, the streaming services. Um, So, let's get into it. Uh, Right off the bat, I picked Space Clown. (laughs) from 2016 and let me tell you why uh duncan if you're listening let me tell you why i watched space clown it was directed by graham skipper who did the movie uh sequence break which was a a shutter film i think that's where it premiered at any rate and it was sort of a weird you know almost tetsuo the iron man but nowhere near as good kind of thing um So, yeah, it was kind of a bummer of a movie because it felt like there was something to it, but it it just wasn't all that good. And and so this was the movie he did before that. And um, I'm beginning to think that uh, Senior Skipper um, may may just not know how to pace a film. Uh, And also this is so. All right. So here's the premise Uh, before I get into it any further. Uh first, there may not be a trailer. I haven't checked yet. I do that on the edit uh but let's see. I don't know if there's a trailer here it is for Space Clown having fun with I. Saw. Just having the shittiest day. No one will hear you. Leaving so soon? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and here's the synopsis from uh, IMDb, Uh, a hapless filmmaker documents the weird, violent and surreal torments of an extraterrestrial clown. Now, here's the other reason I watch Space Clown. It's one hundred and ten, not one hundred and ten, an hour and ten minutes, 70 minutes. So it's as things go, not the biggest of asks, but holy cow, this was painful. Uh, it is amateurish in all the wrong ways. It's spectacularly unfunny. Um, yeah, it's a real bummer of a movie, I, I have to tell you. Uh, like, because it's it's kind of cheaply shot, and the, the premise of it is that I guess that there's a race of space clowns that have come down to Earth to torment people, and that's kind of what they do, and... He's just kind of a dick to everybody and tortures people and then turns the main character's girlfriend into like a trapeze zombie or something. This all sounds way better than it really is because it it goes on for far too long. And like I said, it positions itself as a comedy, uh, you know, like a sci-fi horror comedy sort of thing. And it's just never funny, not once. Like, it's the kind of unfunny that is depressing, You know, it's not even that it's not entertaining or not enjoying it. It's actively bumming you out because of how unfunny it is. And that was my experience with space clown. Now I'm not saying that Graham Skipper doesn't have good movie in him. I don't want to imply that everybody can make a good movie. I believe that, uh, most people, but Graham Skipper, uh, has not made a good movie yet is, is what I'm saying. And space clown, I I will say this sequence break is a dramatic step forward. I will say that, that it is a much, much, much better film than Space Clown. And uh, it's unfortunate that Space Clown was allowed to get out. Uh, sequence Break should be his, his freshman film, because then you could be like, oh, okay, maybe there's something to this Graham Skipper guy. But when you you come out of the gate with Space Clown, and then you, you back it up with Sequence Break, uh, you know, you're uh, you're putting yourself in the rough, as we say in the golf game. I don't know. I don't play golf, but if I did, I would probably use statements like that. So, all right, how do how do I rate Space Clown? Oh man, you know that's that's it's tough. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a star and a half, just because I need a bottom because there's a worse film (laughs) this time around. So okay, space clown, star and a half. Sorry, space clown. Let's never speak of it again. Uh, then I watched a movie called Bloodfest, and um, to be honest with you people, I, up until I hit play, I thought this was the movie Hellfest, but it's not. It's a movie called Bloodfest, and here's the trailer. Maybe we should double back and find a different route. Let's keep moving. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Rule number one is don't split up. You don't think we're gonna wake the dead? Maybe. There's no such thing as zombies. Ah! Bloodfest is the greatest horror event of all time. It's a nice night to let go of the reins, you know, get a little crazy. She's the one I will lay with tonight. Wanna make the horror movie to end all horror movies? This is gonna be the best night of my life. Walsh <laughs> made everything real, the monsters, everything. <laughs> If you know the rules, you just might make it. Vampires, zombies, flashers. The clowns I found on Craigslist. We've got a dozen horror movies between us and actually surviving this mess. We need to come up with a plan. Jesus, as a virgin, I probably have a fighting chance. You're not a virgin. Door. (laughs) I think we're gonna be safe, all right? The windows are all secured. The door's locked. There's no way in. Excuse me. (laughs) This is what horror gives us. Horror begets horror. Boom. Boom. So much blood. There's three ways a horror movie ends. One, a single hero survives. Two, no one survives. What's the third? Help us! Let's go find out. I'm so sorry, but I kill your ass! Woo! And my vape's dead. Perfect night. Okay, so that's the trailer for Bloodfest. Um, it is uh, synopsized thusly on the IMDb. Um, fans flock to a festival... Say that fast three times. Fans flock to a festival. Fans flock to a festival. Celebrating the most iconic horror movies, only to discover that the charismatic showman behind the event has a diabolical agenda. As festival attendees start dying off, three teenagers, more schooled in horror film cliches than practical knowledge about neutralizing psycho killers, must band together and battle through various madmen and monstrosities to survive. Um. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so Bloodfest came out this year. It's written and directed by a guy named Owen Egerton, I assume. Just 1G, maybe Edgerton. Uh, tough to say. At any rate, um, this is his second feature film. The other one is called Follow, which I haven't seen yet, but I, uh, I just realized is on Amazon Prime, so I probably will watch it, which is, I guess, spoiling it uh, a bit to say, um, I, this movie starts off trying to be a bit like Scream. Not a bit like Scream, like totally like Scream. Because the premise of it is, uh, as I mentioned, that uh, a bunch of kids go to this uh, Bloodfest horror festival, and no one has ever been this excited to go to a horror convention ever. Just saying. Um, but they're going to this horror event, and uh, then this uh, mad hatter of a showman comes out and is like, You know, you best be believing in horror movies. You're in one. And like chainsaw people start chopping people up. And uh, there are various themed areas. Like as you uh, heard in the trailer, there's like a vampire area. uh, There's a a scary clown area. uh, Stuff like that. Anyway, um, it it might kind of best... uh, (laughs) The, so there's a, a, one of the actors in the movie is this kid named Jacob Batalon, who is the co-pilot character from uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. And it was in Avengers and all that stuff. So you would probably know him from that. And he is like front and center in this movie. He has a kind of a starring role, uh, one one of the leads. And it's, you know, the thing is, it's not great. Uh, but it's hearts in the right place. It's one of those movies that, um, you know, is is perfect for the streaming services because you would feel a little bit ripped off. Maybe if you went to the theater and plunked down 10 hard earned dollars to see this movie. And this is terrible to say, because I, I like talk about damning with faint praise. I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, this is a matinee movie. This is a movie that you would see on a double feature back in the day when you, you know, you paid the one ticket and you saw Bloodfest and Devil Weasel at the same time. And good Lord, if you haven't seen Devil Weasel yet, you should. Um, but Bloodfeast itself is, like, it is such a well-intentioned movie. It, it It's easy to overlook some of its flaws, even though it's not a great film it's okay it's good enough that I kind of want to see what the the other movie looks like because this is a little bit broad and silly and I wonder if the other one's a little more intimate and maybe uh what that's like but um you know I I think it's available on uh if not Amazon Prime maybe Shutter or uh, Hulu one of them uh one of them streaming services what I got but it's, uh, yeah, I, I caught it there and, and kind of had a good time with it, a better time than I thought I was going to have. Um, and, and, and speaking of, of not having a good time, let's talk about, uh, the third film. Oh, let's, uh, I should rate Bloodfest, huh? Bloodfest is, uh, three stars. It, it's, it's, that's probably being generous a little bit, but I feel generous. Like this is a big puppy dog of a movie even though you've seen it before with especially all the scream stuff and the well you know we're in a horror movie so we've got to follow the rules even though the rules are just like well you can't be a virgin and you might die and blah 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 the the rules don't matter that much in this movie about rules much less so than in scream um but at any rate it's pretty fun so three stars uh if you see it pop up on the list of stuff, if you're scrolling through looking for a movie, eh, give it a look-see. It, it might just surprise you. Surprise me, at any rate. I, I had low, low, low expectations, and and they were uh, exceeded, for sure. So, um, they were trying with Bloodfest, and that's what I like. Speaking of not trying, holy shit. Let's talk about uh, the third movie on our list. Um, it, it's Patient Zero, and here's the trailer for that film. Bring him in. there is no treatment there is no cure that turns humans into violent predators communication is impossible TikTok. except for me ready yeah got a name I can speak their language yeah. oh. Tell me why anything? Why? I've been bitten, <gasps> but not turned. We are hidden underground in a nuclear silo. we would searched desperately for patient zero. We cannot reverse engineer a vaccine without patient zero. The music's not affecting him at all. Nothing. Assume we're all the same. Something new and smart is evolving. You know anything about patient zero? Not. It's only a matter of time. Trust me, young man. Time is a luxury. You cannot afford it. We've been breached. Do I look sick to you? Not. I don't think that we're the disease. We are the cure to get rid of the human infection. We will continue to fight. Time is of the essence. Because that is what we do. We are at war. I suggest you ask yourself. Oh my God. Who's winning? What can you see here? Okay, that is Patient Zero. And the good people at IMDb describe it uh, in this way. After an, unprecedented, ooh, after an unprecedented global pandemic turns the majority of humankind into violent infected, a man gifted with the ability to speak the infected's new language leads the last survivors on a hunt for Patient Zero and a cure. That sounds pretty cool. I wish that had been what this movie was. Um, so, yeah, the, the premise is that there's this super strain of rabies that if you get bit, you've got about 90 seconds before you go bananas and uh, and, and start, you know, try to bite other people again and whatnot. And um, Matt Smith was bitten, but he didn't turn into uh, a, a rabies zombie. But he can talk their language, which is all right. That's suspect as a premise of just like, okay, they're communicating a series of grunts and clicks. All right, fine. Um, the, I'll go with you that far. And then there's the super smart versions, which is the Stanley Tucci character in this film. And I love the Tucci. I'm a, a fan of the Tucci. I want to, I want to see Stanley Tucci doing well. I want to see him doing good things. Um, the core is borderline. The core is almost bad enough that it's kind of wonderful. Uh, but it's, it's not great. And this is another one of those movies where you're like, Tooch, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? What what are you doing in this movie? Matt Smith, who plays, uh, Dr. Who, or did play, uh, Dr. Who for many years. Um, he is, uh, doing kind of a Brooklyn accent, I think. It's, but it comes and goes, man. There, there are some real spotty, uh, times with that accent. He's, he's taken out for a walk, but, uh, sometimes it just, uh, just, it won't move for him. Just plops down the middle of the sidewalk in its own feces as people mill by. Um, so yeah, patient zero is, is very day of the dead in that as Matt Smith is communicating, with these rabies zombies, there's a military dude. That's like, you got to give me some results. You got, what the fuck are we even doing here? Frankenstein? Uh, it's almost that level of, of histrionics, which would have been better. This movie takes it. So it, itself so seriously, and it's such a B zombie movie. And it, it, it's just, it's so serious about itself that it, it becomes incredibly dull until it's not. And then it's a big action scene at the end. Like, again, it's sort of Day of the Dead where, uh, you know, you have the military straining against the, the science types. Uh, Natalie Dormer from Game of Thrones is in the mix as well. And um, Matt Smith's wife is a rabies zombie, but he's been given her his blood. She, so she's not totally a rabies zombie. And uh, who could care? It's terrible. when When it gets to the action stuff at the end, none of that is compelling or good. It just becomes boring. Uh, it's it it's strange that people so talented in this movie, uh, like your Natalie Dormer, who I think is great in Game of Thrones, and uh, certainly the Tooch, Stanley Tooch, is an amazing actor. He's one of the best character actors out there. I would I would argue, and would win that argument. Um and uh even Matt Smith I don't think is a bad actor. I don't know what in the hell is going on with his accent but you know we all have our days. Look, as a as a man who who traffics in accents myself time to time, uh they are elusive and then get away from me in a hurry. So uh but look, Patient Zero is a real train wreck of a of a movie. I got to tell you. It it's dull until you get to the action scenes which are momentarily like oh something's happening. And then they become dull too because it's just we're running away from the rabies zombies and it's just, we're running for or Now we're going through ducks and now we're going through hallways, but it's always the same chasing and it's just not good. So, uh, boy, patient zero is another star and a half only because I, I, I think I need a a floor still. I think there's a worse one yet to come. And so ladies and gentlemen, uh, on the heels of uh, a star and a half for both space clown and patient zero in this episode, let us now turn our attention to dead sea. Uh, And boy, here's the trailer for this. something for you really fish washing up dead on a lake shore i need someone to check out the toxicity before the state can improve funding to take care of it you heard that didn't you yes and you're here to find out why the fish are dying yes that's your reason every 30 years it shows up and it feeds ogopogo Loch Ness. where do you think all those stories come from A serpent a monster. I already know for a fact that it isn't possible to have a series of interconnected tunnels that link into every body of water for an escape route for a monster and you know there's no logical scientific explanation for what's going on I cannot stay here it's four and okay gang this is why we were holding off on uh on getting too much below a star and a half it's because we're talking about uh dead sea um so (laughs) dead sea is written and directed by uh brandon slagle um best known for The Black Dahlia Haunting, House of Manson, and Crossbreed. Uh, I don't... I haven't seen any of those movies. Um, the... uh, The synopsis is, A marine biologist is assigned to investigate the mysterious deaths of marine life in an inland saltwater lake that have been attributed to a creature thought to have been the stuff of legend. Um man oh man Uh, so this came out in uh, 2014 new to uh, Amazon's service Uh, and this is the most missable movie I've ever run across oh boy this movie is not good it has uh, bad sound um, with maybe worse ADR uh, which ADR if you're not familiar with Hollywood lingo like myself hollywood bow it's <laughs> adr is where uh you don't record the sound at the time or the sound's so bad or whatever you got to re-record later after the fact and then you you dub the re-recorded voices over the film and uh sometimes the lips match and sometimes they do another thing and they do that other thing a lot and and uh Dead Sea it's almost like you're watching a poorly dubbed foreign film a lot of times it's that bad there's also this weird frame rate thing going on in this movie that just gives you a headache Uh, it's just a bunch of disconnected stories of like there's a a thing with some uh, uh, soldiers in Iraq but it's clearly not Iraq uh, because this movie is super cheap like Patient not patient zero, Bloodfest, uh Space Clown, especially, both done a little bit on the cheap. Bloodfest less so it's actually got some pretty good effects here and there. So uh again, Bloodfest, the hero of this episode so far. There's the Iraq stuff. There is uh some storyline after they come back from the war where all these soldiers are living in the same town inexplicably, and there's some monster in a lake, but you only see it vaguely a couple of times in the film for a movie uh that is supposed to be about a monster what lives in the lake near this town there is not a ton of monster in it because they're just not a ton of money to uh to put the monster in it and so when you can't use a big rubber monster or or cgi monster or whatever uh, at least not a ton then you have to rely on your characters and your story and the story is just so convoluted of like who's related to who and how and why are all these soldiers still together and were they together before and then they went to Iraq together and how did they get anyway like let's not get too hung up on that. Let's talk about the most surly marine biologist you ever met this lady uh, who uh, just couldn't be angrier that she's going back to her hometown to do marine biologist stuff like. When I think of a marine biologist, I think of Hooper from Jaws. You know, this person that's filled with wonder about the sea. And this lady is just like, what do I got to do? Oh, Christ. What, marine biology? Ugh. All right, fine. It's just the worst. This whole movie is so boring and terrible. And the characters are awful and nothing makes any sense. And even at the end of it, I was like, I don't even was the town cursed or like, were they making sacrifices to this thing? Cause it made the crops better or what were, what the fuck is happening? Um, it's real, real bad. So dead sea one star, um, dreary and low budget rarely mix and it it's it is its cheapness is uh is amplified by how unfun a movie it is and how somber it is it's like man if you ain't get the money you got to be fun speaking of i also watched a movie called for a few zombies more and here's the trailer for that there's this guy working on a vaccine for the zombie virus or whatever it is, we should rescue this guy. What? The scientist. We should rescue him. I'm not rescuing anybody. Security at the powerhouse is actually pretty slack. I mean, everybody who works there is tweaked up on meth and packing heat, but there aren't that many designated security guards. This is gonna be easier than I thought. What, like today? So the synopsis for, uh, for A Few Zombies More reads like this. A woman with no name teams up with a resourceful militia man and a video store clerk-torn-wandering gunslinger to rescue a scientist who may hold the key to ridding the world of the undead. Uh, this is directed by Chuck Hartzell and Chance Shirley. Um, you may be familiar with another film they did uh, entitled Hide and Creep which is another kind of low budget, you know, silly zombie film ish. Uh, and look, here's the thing I've never seen hide and creep. I'm, I'm familiar with it because it's kind of generally well regarded is my understanding at least. And so that's why I ended up watching, uh, for a few zombies more. Um, you know, for the, the I'd, I'd heard good things about *Hide and Creep*. Uh, this met the criteria of having just hit the streaming services, and uh, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. And I got to tell you, um, I really enjoyed *For a Few Zombies*. More, it is it is super cheap. It is incredibly cheap. Um, it's not quite, you know, we're shooting this on VHS, but it it's clear that. You know, hey, there's not a ton of money to put into production design and stuff. But what I will say about For a Few Zombies More uh, is that it it is trying; it is doing its level best with the money it's got. Um, some of the performances are actually very good from clearly non professional actors. Or I I can't imagine that you know they've been in a ton of stuff. Uh, in fact, let's explore that. Catherine Kinsey, the star of, uh, for a few zombies more, um, has been in a few shorts and, you know, a couple of features, uh, you know, a few years apart, that kind of thing. So God bless her. I think she's a lot of fun in this. I'm not, not suggesting that is her fault that she is not a big, big star. Um, (laughs) so I really enjoyed this movie's kind of whimsy. It is, which, you know, is a weird, word maybe to apply to a zombie parody film. Cause that's kind of what it is, right? It's a, it's a parody of uh for a few dollars more, the Clint Eastwood man with no name, uh film. And in this case, uh, as the synopsis uh, read the girl with no name in this case, um it, like it teams up with the, this dude named Chuck who used to run a video store and he's, you know, full of pop culture knowledge and not much else but they're all fighting zombies and there are two kind of rival gangs uh one of them has taken a uh, a scientist prisoner that may hold the key to an antidote and um it's you know it's very silly it's it's played mostly for goofs um it's over the top gory at times because it's playing it for goofs and this is the the again the stark contrast To a movie like Space Clown that probably wasn't made for much less or, you know, I I mean, I'd be interested to see what the budgets of those films were, uh, quite frankly, and to see how they lined up. I would think Space Clown was maybe cheaper, but I don't know. At any rate, uh, Fistful of Zombies is what you do when, when you don't have a lot of money. You get creative and you get a little silly. And you have a good time, and along the way, the audience it turns out might have a good time too. It turns and, and it like it's helpful when you've got um, a peppy spirit. It, it it moves along. It's got a nice pace to it. Um, how like how long is it? Ninety five minutes, and uh, like it's longer than some of the crap we've seen already tonight. But uh, it doesn't feel that way. It moves at. Quite a clip. There's also a character named Lee, who's this kind of survivalist character that is genuinely funny. He's a, the, this kind of good old boy in Alabama who wears these, you know, aviator tinted sunglasses and is sounds a bit like a boom hour from king of the hill as a matter of fact and it's a really funny character and he has some good lines and it's shot well if i didn't mention that already this movie looks good there are like overhead shots like they were really inventive and and they had that kind of sam raimi spirit of hey we ain't got a lot of money but we can probably make a tracking shot right and and they have fun with that stuff and the music like you heard it in the trailer i i like that song and i it's filled with some good music there's uh, there, uh, uh, some characters that they run into that are like, hey, we're a rock band. And they're like, do you really think we need a rock band in a zombie apocalypse? And they're like, yeah, because, you know, once humanity starts to come back, people are going to have heard all the old shit. They're going to be like, man, I wish somebody was making new music and we're making a double album. And it's it's kind of a fun bit. It adds this weird like texture to this world. Like everybody in the movie is kind of an oddball. And then it gets to this, you know, conclusion that's completely ridiculous uh, where everybody's related to everybody. And it's all a lot of fun. And I had a good time with it. And I've talked myself into giving this movie three stars. Like I can't give it five stars or nothing. I had a great time with it, but it's super cheap. And it's not a movie that you can recommend to just anybody. I want to measure expectations a little bit but if you're the kind of person that can watch a movie and appreciate it for what its intent is and go along with it and kind of buy into the uh the reality of the movie uh i'm trying to think if there's a director i can't think of his name now but he's kind of famous for doing backyard horror movies and one of the gimmicks is that he uses like red yarn for the blood and that kind of stuff, it's like, you know what? I that There's an art to that. You're being creative. You're not just mimicking what you've seen other films do. You're trying to do something a little clever and a little playful. And, and a little winking to the audience to say like, yeah, there ain't a lot of money in our pockets, but you get what we're going for and let's have a good time. And and that's what I, I really enjoyed about, uh, you know, Bloodfest to, uh, to a, a large extent and uh, for a a few zombies more, uh, to a larger extent as matter of fact. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's, you know, a little too smarmy at times, but I'll take it. I had a, I had a good time with it. Let's turn to, uh, our sixth film of the evening, which is you might be the killer. Um, and here's, uh, the trailer for that one. Chalk, Sam. Don't think I'm really scared. Maybe you can help me out. Being responsible for an entire summer camp. Nature is our nature. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Everything started out so great, and now there's this crazy killer roaming the campground. Wait, really? Everyone is dead. I mean, that sometimes happens, especially the camp counselors. Like, is it an old camper back for blood? How do you know that? How does knowing who it is help me not die? Figuring out what they want could help you not die. Smart. Sam? Sam? I hate to ask you this, but are you sure you're not the killer? You might be the killer, uh, from this year, 20, or not this year anymore. 2018 last year. Come on, boo. Stop signing your checks. All stupid. Um, <laughs> this comes from, uh, uh, Brett Simmons is the, uh, the director of this film along with, uh, taking a co-writer credit on it. Um, Uh, Other writer, just for the sake of equality, uh, is Kovas Berzoin, uh, I believe is how you pronounce the last name. Uh, At any rate, uh, the synopsis is, a camp counselor suffering from blackouts finds himself surrounded by murder victims. He turns to his horror movie enthusiast friend for advice, and to contend with the idea, he may be the killer. Uh, This stars Fran Kranz, who you would probably best know from... Uh, cabin in the woods as the stoner character whose name I can't remember. Fittingly, um, Alison Hannigan as, uh, uh, you know, Willow of course from Buffy and was on, you know, how I met your mother and all that stuff. Uh, definitely channeling a little more Willow in this and, um, yeah, Brittany as hall as Amani, the ex-girlfriend, uh, Jenna Harvey is Jamie, the potential, uh, final girl let's uh, all right how to talk about this movie um i don't want to give it away entirely uh because there's kind of a a twist to the film it might be fairly obvious but i'm still going to be you know try to be cool about it and whatnot um it's got a, a really good cast i think fran kranz can be very funny uh i think allison hannigan is as charismatic as she ever was and uh, is is delightful as always, as far as I'm concerned. The problem is this movie is living in an age of meta horror. In fact, you know, to some degrees, uh, for a few zombies, more um, Bloodfest and Space Clown were all sort of meta horror to one degree or another. Um, with you might be the killer, the most pointed. Of, of those. Oh, um, you, I, you could make an argument for Bloodfest, I suppose at any rate. So you might be the killer. Uh, even despite the good cast, it just falls a little flat because this has been done better. It's been done better by movies. I watched, you know, in the same week or so. So it's a bit of a bummer. Uh, I, I wanted to like it more than I did. I don't dislike it. I think it's all right. I think it's a three star movie. Um, I just don't think it's a great movie, and I wanted it to be. You know, it's my Buffy love. Look, people, can we talk about the Hush episode of of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for one second? For one hot second, can we talk about that? Um, What an amazing piece of television that is. No matter how you feel about Joss Whedon or Buffy or any of that, you watch the episode Hush and tell me that that is not... Chilling and funny in equal measures. Uh, and very clever, uh, by the way, uh, from a narrative point of view of of deciding, you know what, our characters in a show known for its witty banter are not going to speak uh, during this episode. It's so good. Anyway, enough about that. Enough about uh, Allison Hannigan, who's a national treasure. Um, uh, but yeah, you might be the killer. It's 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 kind of worth a look. Especially if you're like me and you're just like, hey, what horror movies are out? Um, yeah, if you, you can do a lot worse. You could be watching Dead Sea. You could be watching, uh, watching Patient Zero. You could be watching The Space Clown. Uh, those are all worse movies. Um, you know, you might be the killer starting to look better and better all the time. I mean, for a few zombies more, let's face it. That's the real star of the show here. It, it, that's the movie that you would never watch on your own, that if you see it, you might, it might just spark that thing where you're like, you know what? This is the little movie that could. Um, hey, speaking of uh, the the little movie that could let's, uh, let's end on a real downer uh, with the Hotchkiss killer. Uh, here's the trailer for that. You are the best young lady that he has brought home to meet us. Also the only one. Dad. <laughs> Dodge tying exemplifies the strength of a troop or family. How come Dad doesn't have to help with couponing? Because your father has his own hobbies. You know about that clothing stuff, right? Ten official victims. No fingerprints, no blood. Just a clove hitch tied to every victim's house. I've been meaning to talk to you. You know we're made in God's image. But men like you and me, we got thoughts. I don't think he stopped killing. I think there's more than 10 victims. You can't control what pops into your head, right? He has pictures. I mean, what if a thought pops into your head right now? A bad thought. Does that look like your father's handwriting? Something like grabbing one of these tools and wham! There. Awkward talk with Dad over. You think your dad is Kovich? I don't know. Something's going on. Something bad. He's insane. It's just my dad. Oh, no! Maybe you don't know what a normal dad is like. She's manipulating you. Where are we going? Almost there, bud. yeah so the clove hitch killer i i'm called it the hotchkiss killer for the same reason that i want to write it that way too i don't know why the clove hitch killer it's uh, it's because of the stroke is what you're saying and you're not wrong the clove hitch killer uh is directed by duncan skiles who hasn't really done a lot of stuff you know feature-wise before um at any rate, the synopsis is a, a picture-perfect family is shattered when the work of a serial killer hits too close to home. Dylan McDermott stars in this chilling portrait of all-American evil. Um, uh, kind of a lame description. It, this, this It's weird that this and Summer of 84 came out in the same year because it's kind of the same movie from a slightly different perspective and a slightly different tone. Um, whereas summer of 84 is more about trying to, uh, be evocative of this eighties nostalgia and kind of mire you in this, uh, this, uh, time period and so forth. Um, Hitch is more contemporary. I think it is set, uh, in, in modern day, as opposed to being a period piece like summer of 84, but in both cases, it's, uh, a child suspecting an adult of being a serial killer in this case, it's a much more intimate thing where it's a son who be, begins to suspect that his father may be a, so, a serial killer known as the, uh, the Klovich killer. So known for the, uh, the knot he uses, uh, with his victims and, it, it's like Dylan McDermott is outstanding. If you've heard anything about this movie, you've heard he's really good in the film and he is, he's incredibly good in the film. Um, it, it's kind of an awards worthy performance. If you, you go in for that kind of thing. Um, uh, the kid who plays his son in the film, Charlie Plummer, also quite good. And uh, uh, his friend, uh, Cassie is played by uh, a young actor named Madison Beatty. And uh, she is also very good in it. And, you know, similar to uh, summer of 84, like, I don't want to give away too many of the secrets of, of the Clovich killer. Um, it's worth going through the film. And even if you're, if you are like, Oh yeah, it's absolutely the father who's, who's the killer. Um, the journey of this film makes that a more complicated answer than you would suspect. Um, or a more complicated question, uh, is, is his father, the, the killer at any rate, um, there's a really chilling scene in the film. Uh, I guess slight trigger warning maybe. Um, and there's a really intense scene where you see the hitch killer, um, going about his business and how, uh, the, the killer seduces his victims into allowing, them to be tied up and so forth. And it's, it's really gripping and, and, and horrifying and chilling. And, um, it's a remarkable scene and, and it's intense all the way to the end of the movie from that point on. And it's, it's really something. So, um, yeah, Hitch killer is the real deal movie this week. Like it's, it's a four star film. Um, it didn't make my top 10 for the year. Just because it was such an outstanding year. Uh, but I really liked it. And I, a lot of people have compared it to Zodiac. Which I'm a, I am ai think Zodiac's an incredible movie. And I've watched it any number of times. In fact, just saying I've watched Zodiac a bunch of times reminds me I should watch Zodiac again pretty soon. And I should put it up on the big screen downstairs. Yeah. Oh, boy. I need to do that watch it all the theatrical style guys. I don't, you'll hear me talk about this on the show cause it's changed my life. I'm not lying to you. I got a projector from my basement so that I can watch like a hundred inches of, of movie. And it is something I've got the 5.1 sound down there and so forth. And, uh, uh, so when I want to watch a movie for real, I, that's where I go. I go down to the basement, pop some popcorn, and I watch uh, a real deal movie. Watch The Untouchables that way; it was fantastic. I say that because I, I'm I'm collecting that list of movies that when I think like, oh, I want to go downstairs and use the big screen tonight. What do I want to watch? Zodiac needs to be at the top of the list. So anyway, back to the Klovich Killer, uh, a four star film. You you certainly ought to see it. Um, it is this one I paid for in fairness. Like I was curious about this movie. I'd heard good things. Uh, so I paid the, the streaming, uh, service for the, uh, the movie, you know, it was, I think seven bucks, uh, at the time, five or five or six or $7, something like that. But you know, that's a, a rental fee, uh, and the convenience of not having to go nowhere. So, uh, you know, pay for your movies, kids is the lesson. Uh, you know, make sure that the people who made the movie get, couple of pennies out of it at the very least. So anyway, that is seven films and that that's going to do it for this episode. I just want to say thank you again so much for listening. Uh, thanks for uh, listening to all the Devour the podcast stuff. Uh, thanks for, uh, jumping by the Facebook group page and, uh, and saying hello. We appreciate that. Let us know what you're watching, what you're thinking about, what you're excited about, um, rate and review, all that fun stuff. I wish we did social media more. I just boy, it just seems so toxic. And I, I, I feel like I feel like this is uh you know all positive, people. Uh so you can drop me a line though at, at That's Bo at That's B O at LegionPodcasts.com. Um and you know, hey, we got a bunch of stuff coming up this month. Uh, fingers crossed, the day this drops, you are also getting the Blair Witch episode, which I have been behind in getting out because it's just a lot of editing and it's a big show. Uh, that's a big episode. And, uh, I, like I said, I hope that it lands w- alongside this one. And I hope that you enjoy both of them. Uh, they were both fun. Although the Blair, Witch was a lot of work and it, it, it it felt good. I, I like I like doing that that kind of thing now and again. Although it takes forever. So um, anyway, enough about that. Thanks again, uh, and we'll see you soon with more Devour the Podcast action. Uh, all right, bye everybody. And look like that. that's scared that's scared that's scary. And I love those scary Don't the movies, the movies. The movies don't